0: Welcome to the Hadn't You Heard podcast, presented by Maco Media, where we will be having conversations with local business owners, getting an idea of who it is helping build our community, what it is they have going on right now, and why it is they do what they do. On today's episode, Hadn't You Heard of Hug Ceramics. Created by Katie Thompson, a Latina self-taught potter, with her business being dedicated to bringing art, whimsy, and creativity to our community. How are you doing today, Katie?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So let's get started with what is the name of your business, even though I already answered that question.
1: <laughs> My business is called Hug Ceramics. Mm-hmm. And I create and teach pottery.
0: How did you come up with that name?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So I have been playing lots of computer games and video games for most of my life and probably about... 15, 16 years ago, I created a name on World of Warcraft. My character's name was Hugs. And then every character after that was some iteration of it. So I had, you know, Hugsies and then I had Hugsug. (laughs) So I had to incorporate that into my business.
0: Yeah, I feel like when you're younger and you're coming up with like screen names or anything like that, character names, it usually sticks for the rest of your life going forward.
1: Yeah. My husband and I met on World of Warcraft. Oh, great. And cool. uh, my name in his phone is Katie, parentheses, hugs. Oh. So, yeah, I still have friends online who call me hugs. So,
0: well, there you go. Well, yeah. thanks for joining the show today, hugs. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How would you describe Hugs Ceramics, your service, business services, in 30 seconds in a goofy manner?
1: In a goofy manner? Yeah. At Hug Ceramics, I teach people how to play with mud. (laughs) I teach people how to play with mud and I show them techniques on how to create something creative out of glorified dirt.
0: Yeah, that works. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you describe your business on a business card then?
1: I want to create a space for people to explore creativity and I also want to show my personality and my creativity through my work which is something that is always evolving and I'm always working on
0: awesome I think just from your logo it kind of showcases that yeah this is a curveball how did you come up with that logo
1: oh man I love dragons, mm-hmm. as I'm sure a lot of people close to me already know. I've always loved dragons. I wanted to have, you know, some sort of pottery in my logo, but I also wanted to have a dragon because I feel like it, it symbolizes a lot of different things for me. So, but I wanted it to be approachable and cute. So, I had this image in my in my mind of a baby dragon, Mm -hmm. you know, holding like either a vase or a cup or something. And I reached out to an artist that I found on Instagram, and she just took my vision and she she just brought it to life.
0: She slayed it. Oh yeah, she did. It's adorable. It's incredible. It's something like out of the. (laughs) I've never seen it. It's just like the perfect logo, I think. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So you're a self taught potter self-built business where's your business located right now
1: right now i am in the soha arts building in haddon township Mm -hmm. new jersey and i've been here for almost two years okay and i love it it's a great community of artists and other creators and yeah i love it here
0: it's very cool and You're right down the hall from me. I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the way you redesigned your new studio. Plenty of wheels, plenty of people to come in and work together. You're creating your own little pottery community. Yes. And it's pretty cool. I want to say, with your business, what are you really trying to get out of it? What's the big picture goal that you would like to achieve with Hug Ceramics?
1: I really have two big picture goals. For the studio aspect of my business, I want to, you know, create that space for people to explore and create with clay. I think it's really hard to find those resources without, you know, committing to like a membership or a, you know, eight-week class or things like that. And I offer one-time lessons for people to come in and just try it once. If you don't like it, that's cool. If you do like it, you can come back. And it's a lot of work behind the scenes to kind of make that happen. So I understand why other pottery studios don't do one-time lessons. You know, there's a lot of recycling clay (laughs) and there's a lot of, you know, firing and you have to fill the kiln. There's like a long wait period of when those people get their pieces back. You know, sometimes they're like, hey, where's my piece? And I'm like, I'm working on it. (laughs) So, yeah, but I want to continue that. I want to provide that space for people to, you know, get their hands in clay and inspire them.
0: Would you like to, I guess, get in the future a bigger studio where you can actually have your kiln in it and kind of have everything all in one eventually?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the goal... For that is to, you know, have a big enough space where I have the wheels and the kiln and some other, you know, larger pieces of equipment for people to explore. Right now, I don't have like a slab roller, which is for like rolling slabs of clay and you can hand build them together. I, I don't have that right now. But I also think that I wouldn't necessarily add more wheels because I think there's something special about... Being in a smaller studio, especially since it's just me teaching, I'm able to kind of help everybody adequately. Right now I have six wheels. I think really any more than that, I would either need like a studio assistant or another teacher just to be fair to the students because I want to be hands-on. And yeah. Helping.
0: Yeah. Which is great, you know, especially if it's someone's first time yeah. trying to figure out what to do. It's a very inclusive kind of environment, which is very cool. They get to know Hug Ceramics herself.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: in the class. I know it is just you right now. What kind of made you decide to go and jump into this full-time?
1: I have always been creative. Growing up, I would buy a bunch of arts and crafts tools from the, you know, from the craft store. And I would always be working on something. And I knew that I wanted to one day own my own business. And I just decided that I, I know that I'm a hard worker and I really decided that I, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. I want to work for myself and my family And I didn't want to be miserable, you know, waking up and going to like a nine to five Mm -hmm. where ultimately like, yeah, I'm getting a paycheck. But I wanted wanted to grow my own business. And my mom, she always told me, you know, once you find your passion, follow your passion. And it took me a long time to find my passion. And I think part of that is, you know, lack of resources. It's hard to find, you know, pottery wheels and kilns. But once I, you know, found my passion, I I followed it and here I am.
0: There you go. Well, I'm glad you did because I love having you in the studio here. It's super exciting. I can't wait for my first class. Yes. I know. It's coming up. It is coming up. (laughs) I know you kind of already touched this on this earlier about like two years or so, but how long have you been in business with the pottery?
1: So my business itself, Hug Ceramics, started as just me creating creating pottery. That's been going on for almost two years. And the teaching aspect is new. I've only been teaching since May of 2022. And I decided to kind of shift my focus because I have always wanted to share clay and creating with the world, and before I felt like I didn't really have the the space or the time to do that. But now that I, but I saw an opportunity arise, and I kind of took it, and now I'm teaching, and I I really like it. I you enjoy do? it a lot. That's and awesome. And I'll be honest, I I was like, oh, I don't know, if I'm gonna be good at teaching, <laughs> but. After the first few classes, I was like, wow, I really like this. It's really fun.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of cool with the entrepreneurs that I get to talk to. They all kind of just take and go with the flow and kind of however their business grows, they just go with it. And you going into the teaching aspect of it, I think adds a lot to your pottery business. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a really awesome opening. I think, you know, getting to know the clients who are interested more Mm -hmm. is super important because you're the face of your business. We're the face of our business and helping other people kind of follow a passion is what creating your own business is all about. And you're kind of sharing that little piece with your classes. Definitely. Yeah. So we've had a rough couple of last years with the pandemic and everything going on. And as a Semi new business owner, especially here in the studio. How did the pandemic really affect you and your classes?
1: So during the pandemic, I actually lost my job, my nine to five that I had, and I actually took that time as an opportunity to launch my business. Okay. So I am still new, but yeah, I la- I launched Hug Ceramics, and then I was you know practicing my craft, and the the pandemic has been hard socially economically. But ultimately, I don't think that I would have had the time or determination to start my business if it weren't for the circumstances that the pandemic created. So.
0: So it kind of helped in a little in a little manner to kind of push you towards the ultimate goal and your dreams, really.
1: Right. And and I still, you know, require masks in my studio. I want people to feel safe. So if every once in a while I have to reschedule a lesson or make up lessons, like that's not really a, it, it doesn't put me off or anything. I right. still want those people to come in and have that time. Yeah, so it, it's kind of the new normal now. Mm-hmm. So I just make accommodations and we keep moving forward.
0: For yourself running your own business. And for me, there's other photographers, videographers just trying to start out. They're always asking questions. How this, how that. For someone similar for yourself into pottery or looking to start a classroom similar to yours, what kind of, you know, tips would you be able to give them?
1: I feel like I'm still starting. It, it's an ongoing Process. It's, I'm always, you know, getting better tools, getting better equipment. My advice would be to, you know, start small. There's a lot of used pottery equipment on, you know, Facebook Marketplace, there's Craigslist, things like that, where you can find pottery equipment discounted, uh, used. And I did look there, but ultimately, I would just say you really have to commit to yourself and commit to the person that you want to be and commit to, you know, the art or the food or the the passion that you want to share with the world. And I think once you do that, everything else kind of, it will fall into place. I know it sounds a little corny, no, but, no. but it will. I can totally um,
0: agree with that. It will fall into place if you kind of put yourself in a scenario to be who you want to be. Yes.
1: And in the meantime, if you, you know, if if other potters out there are wanting to get started but they, you know, can't find the resources, try to join a studio or take a class because also once you kind of join the community that you're wanting to be in, you'll find people who will help you along the way. I've met a lot of awesome local potters. They're out there, they're around, (laughs) and they have helped me. They've pointed me in directions where I can, you know, find that piece of used equipment that I need, or, oh, they have a kiln. So if my kiln is down, needs maintenance, I can fire in this person's kiln. So it's really just about like joining the community. I think that's the major thing.
0: As you mentioned, the community. How would you say your business plays any type of role within the community itself? How would you like it to kind of play a role?
1: I'd like to think that I'm providing an accessible safe space for creating um, in a world where we are so busy with work. Uh, I think it's important to take time to be creative. And I want to expand in the future and offer free classes for members of the LGBTQIA community and the Black Indigenous People of Color community. I want Hug Ceramics to be a place where those communities are welcomed and safe.
0: It's really good that, you know, you're, you're striving to create a safe place for all people to kind of come in, feel free to do what they would like especially within the pottery services, and just be creative. I know you just mentioned that you would like to do the free classes down the road. Is there anything else exciting coming up that you want the listeners to kind of keep an eye out for within the next two to three months?
1: Yes, I am always adding more classes to my schedule. Every six weeks, I have a new session coming up for classes Those one-time classes are always available as well. I'm hoping to have more workshops maybe in the fall for things that aren't directly, you know, with the pottery wheel, um, hand-building workshops. And I also have a couple of teen pottery summer camps coming up, which is really fun. I get a lot of questions about, you know, teaching kids and teens. This will be my first time offering a a teen class and I think we'll have a lot of fun I'm they're always even more creative than adults I feel like adults are kind of shy and they don't really know what they want to make but teens are like I want to make this big huge pot with this (laughs) awesome sculpture attached to it and I'm like I've never done that but let's go let's do it
0: that's cool would you say they kind of inspire you
1: oh definitely Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think all my students inspire me and, you know, like, like we mentioned earlier, I am self-taught. So Mm -hmm. I, I tell my students, you know, Hey, I'm self-taught and I'm learning with you all. If there's something that you want to try and I've never done it, let's do it together. Yeah. So I'm always learning.
0: Yeah. Is there any previous events that you want to kind of shout out that you were happy to be a part of?
1: Definitely. Here at the uh, Soha Arts Building, we had the Pride Fest, which is super awesome. This was my second year participating. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so honored to be welcomed into the community and see everybody's smiling faces. And I've met so many awesome people at both of the events that I've done. People that to this day, I'm still like friends with. I've met like new friends and that's, that's amazing. I also was an exhibitor back in December at PAX Unplugged.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. It's
1: a huge tabletop gaming convention. It was three days and it was also amazing. I didn't have to explain any of my Dungeons and Dragons related pottery (laughs) to anybody, they already knew what they were looking at. So it was just, it was wild to be just kind of like in my element. I almost sold out on the second day. So this year I've been invited back to be an exhibitor again in December. So I'm already starting to prep for PAX Unplugged.
0: That's very cool. Thanks. It seems like it's oh, a lot of doors are opening up for you to help be a part of the community and share your pottery experiences and knowledge with, you know, a lot of people. What would you say your favorite song is? Or what song embodies you, hug ceramics, as a person?
1: I would say I have a hard time picking mm-hmm. a specific song. I play the violin, so I am my music tastes are. Very wide. I would say my favorite soundtrack that I think embodies me as a person is the soundtrack from Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Oh, um, okay. I love that soundtrack. It's, yeah. I could listen to it over and over never get tired of it. Whenever I'm having a good day, a bad day, it doesn't matter. I can put on that soundtrack and just feel safe and at home.
0: One of the best soundtracks, one of the best movies. Yes, yes, As, as a child, though, it's a little scary. It was a little scary. It it? A little scary. <laughs> I
1: remember when my dad brought it home for the first time, my mom was like, what is that no face thing? She was like, it's eating everybody. And I was like, mom, it's cool. Be cool. It's be cool. <laughs>
0: it will know if you're scared. Exactly. <laughs> Very sweet. And I guess kind of to... Wrap up the whole hug ceramic experience. How would you say, or what was what would be your philosophy in business and in life in kind of one sentence, if you could?
1: I would say to be true to yourself. And that's it. With your if you're true to yourself, everything else will will fall into into place.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today, Katie.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Of Hug
0: Ceramics in the Soha Arts Building. Please, how can the people, the listeners, follow you and check out your work and get in touch with you if they're interested?
1: Um, I have a website, www.hugceramics.com. I'm also very active on Instagram, at Hug Ceramics. The best way to reach me is either through email or Instagram,
0: Well, thank you again for catching up with us. Thank you for jumping on this week's episode of Had in Your Herd. And keep an eye out for the next episode with another local Soho artist, Rad Robot, with Lee Angerstein. Stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.